This episode of the Friends of Beauty podcast is sponsored by Buddy Love Delights. Buddy Love Delights is a health and wellness company that specializes in the cannabis infusion of drinks, foods, and desserts. They provide CBD products for clients strictly looking for the healing and medicinal qualities of the hemp plant. Additionally, they also provide THC for clients who desire a top-notch euphoric experience with cannabis. And all I'm going to say is, you got to try the lemonades, okay? Buddy Love Delights products are all natural, made with organic ingredients, and most importantly, made with love. You can contact Buddy Love Delights directly via a phone call or text at 202-471-9838 or send them a DM on Instagram at Buddy Love Delights. Make sure to follow Buddy Love Delights to keep up with new products and upcoming events. So now let's go ahead and jump into the episode. I think it shook me to the core, right? Where I did a lot of like reflection on what was working for me, what wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And I was just always spending time in the bathroom and playing music and taking baths. And it just really connected to me, like how much like that's a part of like our regimen, right? When we're just how good it made me feel and relax. And then it just, from there, my sisters sat me down in December. I remember because it was like April when it happened, when we, I first started making it for him, August is when we broke up. In December, my sisters were like, look, I know you want to sell hair extensions, but people love this. This is, you know what I'm saying? This, they had to come to Jesus mode with me to like put that down and go with this. Like this makes people feel something. Welcome to the Friends and Beauty Podcast, a safe space for ambitious beauty industry creatives to have real talk, get real answers, and practical tools to grow their businesses. My name is Aquia Robinson, and I'm a makeup artist, beauty educator, and the creator of Friends and Beauty. I created Friends and Beauty to support like-minded creatives, just like you, on their quest to connect, network, and build genuine relationships within the beauty community. Join me every week as me and my special guests reveal the keys to success and longevity in the beauty industry, and most importantly, have fun while doing it. You ready? Hey, what's up? It's your best friend in beauty, Aquia Robinson. Welcome back to another episode of the Friends in Beauty podcast. I am so happy to have you here with me, and I hope you're listening to this episode in high spirits and in good health. If you are a friend in beauty, I welcome you to join the Friends in Beauty Facebook community. If you're looking for a community of like-minded, ambitious friends in beauty to virtually connect with, network, and share resources, then click the link down below in the show description to join our community, and I'll be there to welcome you with open arms. Also, follow Friends in Beauty on all social media platforms at Friends in Beauty. What I like to do is something called the Friends in Beauty Friday feature, where every Friday I spotlight a different friend in beauty and their accomplishments. So no matter how big or small you think it is, I want to shout you out. I want to send you some good vibes. So all you have to do is use the hashtag FIB Friday feature, tag Friends in Beauty on something that you have accomplished, and I'll share it with the community. Additionally, the Friends and Beauty podcast is available on several platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google, YouTube, you name it. And whatever platform you are listening from right now, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning into the Friends and Beauty podcast. I truly appreciate you so much. And I would love it even further if you took the time to leave a five-star rating, a review, a comment, a like, a share, a subscribe, a something to let me know how you feel about the Friends and Beauty podcast. I would absolutely love it. And also, I have to tell you that 
you should join the Friends of Beauty mailing list tribe if you haven't already because they are the first to know about all things Friends in Beauty and I send out different business resources, tips, and advice throughout the week. So if that's something that you're interested in, the link for that will be in the description as well. And last but not least, the most important thing is to share the Friends in Beauty podcast with your other friends in beauty, your family, your friends, anybody that you think could benefit from the information that is being shared Share, share, share a way to help me grow the Friends and Beauty community. Now, today on the Friends and Beauty podcast, I welcome Yawande Massey to the Friends and Beauty guest chair. Yawande Massey is the founder of Ornami Skincare. Ornami is a black-owned, toxin-free skin and body care line that Yawande began after a breakup. Supported by friends and family, Yawande founded Ornami on the idea that sometimes, Finding happiness is a process of elimination. She wanted to design luxurious, toxin-free ingredients that encourage women to take the time to care for themselves as a daily ritual. Yawande shares that our skin is with us from our first sunrise to our very last sunset. It should be unapologetically nurtured, pampered, and highly esteemed. I absolutely enjoyed my chat with Yawande. In this interview, she shares how a breakup inspired the creation of Ornami Skincare, and she gave us a little bit of the backstory because, you know, I'm nosy, so I had to get the tea, okay? She also shares the process of launching Ornami Skincare. She also shares how she balances having a nine-to-five and running a skincare brand, the community that she is growing of strong, empowered women who believe in self-love, self-care, and toxin-free living. She also also shares advice on how to turn your pain into profit and she even gave us some resources on how we can get funding for our brands so let's go ahead and jump into this chat with Yawande and if you prefer to watch our beautiful faces then tune in on YouTube enjoy welcome to the friends of beauty podcast Yawande hi thank you Aquia it's nice to meet you I'm excited yes it's so nice to meet you too and I'm so excited to have you as a guest on the Friends of Beauty podcast because when I heard about your brand and how you got started I'm telling you I was like I need the tea because I'm nosy so (laughs) before we jump into the interview I gotta ask you some rapid some icebreakers I'm jumping to the end some icebreaker questions so we can get to know you a little bit okay I'm here for it all right so first one just give us three random facts about you I am an adventure, like I, I like to do travel adventure. So um, I once sailed to Colombia. And that was, yeah, that was pretty wild um, from Panama. Um, I speak Spanish. And um, random fact, my parents from Nigeria. <laughs> right. I love that. Those are so cool. So you sailed to Colombia from Panama. You speak Spanish and your, your parents are from Nigeria. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, what do people always tell you that you're good at? Um, making friends. <laughs> friends and beauty. Yeah, <laughs> making friends. Are you like a really like extroverted person? Um, it's funny. I think the older I get, the more introverted I become. But I just love people. Like I love when people. Mm-hmm. So I just remember really unique things. And I just like hearing people's story. Yeah, I love that. Um, when's the last time you did something for the first time? Oh, probably in August. Um, that was the first time I've been on vacation by myself, but I've never done an all inclusive by myself. Uh And if you're talking about tea girl, everybody had all, all, all the guys thought I was crazy there. The the waiters, it was hilarious. They're like, so just, just you. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, just me. All the girls were like, yes, self-care, yes. But it was it was funny and it was an interesting experience. And I actually ended up at a uh, a wedding. Oh. <laughs> you know, I was just telling somebody the other day, I always heard that women or just people in general should always take like a solo trip, like just solo, nobody, just to, you know, relax. It's really, really, really good. Like I've done it before. I've done a lot as far as like tra- um, adventure, like sailing to Columbia, doing all that wild stuff, but they're all inclusive. I'm like, I just want to be pampered. And it was, it was phenomenal. I'd recommend it for, there was another girl too. I would see her um, when we were at dinner and I'm like, yes, girl, she would have her pocketbook on the little stand. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I, I got to take a solo trip soon. Please. <laughs> So I have these things called pod decks and they have really crazy, sometimes crazy random questions in it. One is a what the heck deck and the other one is a would you rather. Which one do you want? Mm, would I ra- Would you rather? Would you rather? And I always warn people that these questions sometimes are a bit weird. But okay. I didn't write them. So let's okay. see what card you randomly get. Oh boy. <laughs> Okay, this is not bad at all. So this says, would you rather take cold showers for the rest of your life or never get more than four hours of sleep a night ever again? Mm, Cold showers for the rest of my life. Dang, that's a hard one. Cold showers for the rest of my life. That is, listen, just I'll just move somewhere warm, but I need my sleep. That's true. <laughs> if you do leave, if you live somewhere warm, because when I go to Jamaica, my family's from Jamaica. So if I stay with them, there's no hot water. It's just all cold water. So yeah, if you live somewhere warm, you could probably get away with that. Because I like hot showers, so, and I love my sleep. Listen, mm. I'm. Li- I need my sleep. The regeneration. I'm here with you. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a tough one. I like that one though. So you said the cold showers for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Multifunctional. Yeah. <laughs> What's one thing that you learned about yourself during the pandemic? Oh, um, probably that I'm not, a, I wasn't as disciplined as I thought I was. Ooh. Like in yeah. what regard? So just in general with, so I think it's easy to have like, okay, for instance, like working out, right? So, or just wellness when I when there was no when the like the world wasn't shut down I was able to go to um Barry's fitness I had but I wasn't able to keep that same routine and like my wellness took a hit got you you know so it was just like I'm thinking I'm disciplined but it's really something else that was forcing that discipline mm-hmm, mm-hmm. got you got you and the last one if you weren't the CEO of Onami skincare like what else could you see yourself doing um, I probably would be a teacher overseas somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Like teaching kids? Teaching kids. Yeah. I, t- I taught Spanish at some point, like where actually when I went, when I sailed to Columbia right before then, and I just enjoy teaching. So I'd probably be able to teach. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. You got to do it for the kids. That's right. Yeah. I would definitely, I would, but I would teach like life skills. Like I've had dreams about having like a neighborhood like co-op education you know what I'm saying cool yeah okay I love that thank you for the icebreakers like I learned a lot about you like the three random facts I like I like those you've done some cool things yes so let's go ahead and jump into it tell us a little bit about yourself and your background outside of your skincare brand 
Yeah. So, um, hmm, I guess, where do I start? I'm originally um, was born in Nashville, but I'm from New York. And I thought I was going to be a lawyer this whole time. Um, that was like what I was interested in. I did a couple of internships in college. Mm-hmm. And the second one, I'm like, nah, I don't want to do this. It was just like, you know, but I really was just kind of searching for um, status. You know, I wasn't really enjoying it, but I was searching for status. And then I graduated during the, um, what was that? The Great Recession. So the first place I got a job was in business. It was with uh, Verizon. Nobody was cutting off their phones. They were paying their phone bills because they needed to see if somebody would call them back for a job. Yeah. So that's kind of where it started. I would say um, me just getting into business in general, but I'm just naturally a curious, a creative person. Um, and I like to try everything like, you know what I mean? Especially when it comes to adventure, riding horses, just, you know, baking, painting. Yeah. Um, it wasn't really something I think like for a lot of, you know, Africans where we creativity is really explored. Yeah. But I noticed I do have that in me a lot to just really be creative. Yeah. yeah. What did your family say when you told them you didn't want to be a lawyer anymore? Oh, they were just like, so you going back to school? Are you going to go back to get your master's? Or, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think at that point, they just saw that I was I was able to survive during the, the Great Recession. Mm-hmm. So they were caught up in their own stuff. I think it was a time period and I was still doing okay. So they didn't really push back. And uh, yeah, that's good. That's a good thing. Cause my family, oh my gosh, especially with me being like first generation here, I still have an aunt literally until this day. I haven't seen her, I think like the whole pandemic, but I'm sure when I see her again, she's mm. going to ask me like, what are you doing with your degree? Like, are you still going, cause I have an IT degree. Like, what are you doing? Are you still doing makeup? Or I'm like, look lady, I graduated over 10 years ago. Like that degree has sailed listen you know what I mean it's just right now I think we're realizing too that there's so much more you actually have so much more upside and just like living a full life and doing what you want and creating your own pathway yeah as opposed to you know what I'm saying as opposed to just listening to whatever path has been destined for you definitely because they're definitely you know they have the right intentions when they when they say stuff like that but I'm more of a creative person too. So luckily, like I come from a, on my mom's side, more creative. So she understood like that journey a lot more than my father's side. (laughs) (laughs) So I know your inspiration behind creating your skincare brand was a breakup. So I need the tea. Like what happened? Oh boy. Um, it's yeah, it's funny because you don't realize how some of these things end up playing and and that everything has a purpose, even if it's different than what you think it was it's going to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so my ex and I had traveled back to West Africa. He was also from Nigeria, and he picked up some shea butter. And when he got back, he's like complaining about how it's not easy to use and whatever. And I like to cook and play around with it. So like, give it to me, let me see what I can do. So then I started creating and, you know, looking up stuff. And I already just in general would have my own, you know, regimen. And my, um, my roommate from college came over. She's like, what you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just making some stuff for so-and-so. And she tried it and she said, can I buy some? And I was like, I mean, this is like my, one of my best friends. I'm like, buy some. 
and I just threw a price I'm like you know ten dollars or something because I didn't expect it to be anything you know yeah. and she loved it and she kept buying more and then other people were buying more and I was like okay that's interesting but I wasn't trying to do that I was thinking I wanted to sell hair extensions and you know we broke up I want to say probably like four months later after this you know situation mm-hmm. and then I was like okay I got to keep busy you know, this is the person I thought I was going to marry and be with, et cetera. Like we were very much intertwined, our families. And I started doing pop-up shops and just, you know, selling it for the sake of like people in the neighborhood would let me do pop-up shops for no cost and people would buy it. And then they were buying it for, you know, their loved ones. And I was like, okay. Um, And then they asked me about the story. Right. And they're like, why are you making what made you do this? And I was like, actually, I used to create I used to make it for my my ex. And now I'm just doing it to keep busy. And they're like, wow, like, don't we all have that story? At least you have. Do you know what I mean? At least you still have like this business or whatever. So, I mean, during that time, that breakup was so um, it was just like I, I think it shook me to the core. Right. Where I did a lot of like reflection on what was working for me, what wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And I was just always spending time in the bathroom and playing music and taking baths. And it just really connected to me, like how much, like that's a part of like our regimen, right? When we're just, how good it made me feel and relaxed. And then it just, from there, my sisters sat me down in December. I remember, cause it was like April when it had, when we, I first started making it for him. August was when we broke up in December. My sisters were like, look, I know you want to sell hair extensions, but people love this. Mm. This is, you know what I'm saying? This, they had to come to Jesus moment with me. They're like, put that down and go with this. Like this makes people feel something. And, and I said, okay. They're like, you can always come back. And, um, and then I just put my, buried my head in and then I relaunched, um, April, 2020, right in the middle of the pandemic. (laughs) I love that. I love that. So when they came to you and told you like, this is something you should do versus the hair extension, did you give them any resistance? Were you tied to like, were you emotionally tied to like having a hair extension brand? Yeah, I was just, because I had this idea of it and it was like, I put all this time into it, but it just wasn't like this took off. Do you know what I mean? And, and, And they're like, this is what the people want. And I think because they, they like listen to what people want. Right. And because they were, um, they told me that there was the option, I think of coming back to it. That's probably why I let it go. (laughs) Um, that's what really made, allowed me to make the choice, right. Mm -hmm. Allowed me to agree with them, but yeah, I was definitely holding on, but part of this whole line is just letting things go so that better can fall into place. Yes, definitely. I'm, I keep telling people I'm learning this process of uh, surrendering and just, you know, having direction, but not being so set on the result coming the way you think is going to come. Just kind of like letting it flow. Definitely could feel that. So once you launched in April, like what was the process for getting things like official? Like, were you like official the way you are now when you launched or how, mm-hmm. how did that look? Um, <laughs> I really like the way all of your stuff looks like your, your social media looks so good. It's colorful. It just looks so put together. So when you launched, was it like that? Or did you kind of like build up to that? I built up to it, but I definitely worked with a brand designer for the logo. Right. And I mean, I def I told her what I, the feel I wanted, which was the feel I kept hearing people say, right. Like joyful youth, natural, feminine, 
Um, and she was able to really take my vision and bring it to life with the logo, right? And, and that was, so that's how it happened. And then from there, um, I started working with um, an intern at my school that I went to, my alma mater. And she helped me with, you know, with the social media, et cetera, and the messaging. And it just, it just, it's interesting because it continues to just be built upon, right? And I'm really big about working with community. Mm-hmm. So I work with, I continue to work with my alma mater. I continue, I'm now in Chicago. I work with the University of Chicago students. Yeah. Um, they just enjoy being a part of this and seeing their ideas. Like, th- I'm like, no, if you give me a good idea and you have the data, I will most definitely, and then they use it for their resumes. And it just ends up being a really beautiful process where we both, you know what I'm saying? Really just, I'm still connected to them. I don't let people go. (laughs) I love love that. I love that. And I've I've been hearing people talking about getting interns and stuff like that, because like, I'm not that old or anything. We're not that old, but you know, younger people definitely have a a different eye and they're really into this social media stuff. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm. Like very much so into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just, and and they really, they're the ones that will push you, you know? Um, and I want that. Like the people that I bring to the team, I'm not interested in knowing everything or making many versions of myself. I'm like, I want different perspectives because that's how we grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I've seen that some of my best moments is watching some of those interns now working for like Rihanna's brand. And do you know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. been being a part of that process is, is really sweet yeah that's really dope that's really dope are you still in the kitchen like mixing it up or do you have a different process for fulfilling your orders now so we have a co-manufacturer and a chemist and black, okay. black woman um because it was just like you know we're growing and um it's there's so much a part of like what I'm doing as far as development and even like my R&D person mm-hmm. um we had to get out of that phase like we're still finishing up the last batch of what we have from like internally yeah but yeah we now have a co-manufacturer nice that's so exciting how did you go about finding like your chemist and your manufacturer <sighs> <laughs> It's a process, right? Um, you, I, A, you really need to have, um, create, I create spreadsheets. I'm a spreadsheet girl, mm-hmm. right? So you need to have like what you're looking for. I'm like, okay, you know, these are the different things I'm marking for as far as like what's important. A, um, how quickly did they respond to me? What was, you know, the process like when we, when we spoke? How many brands have they worked with? Were they like all those different things? Are they natural? So that was a creating that spreadsheet. And I think um, after that, just going to different places to find. So I know like Beauty Independent has, uh, you know, a resource where you can look up co-manufacturers. Um, being in the business in general, like I talked to certain people and then they put me in contact. And then I just did my due diligence and just interviewed them. And you know what I'm saying? Just saw how how did it feel a lot of it's your gut yeah definitely oh my gosh definitely Uh, because I've heard a lot of horror stories with people um just just going through the process and people taking money and not doing what they're supposed to do just not delivering the quality it's a lot yeah you have to it's 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 like anytime I'm doing an interview like even like you know if I'm interviewing for like a new position or I'm interviewing someone to work or what or whatever 
you're doing, you're t- collecting as much data as they are. And I think a lot of times people feel maybe if they're small brands that they, you know, they're scared to ask the question. I don't care if I sound stupid. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, right? I'm like, I'm going to ask every question that I need to, to feel comfortable. And then you learn for the next call, right? It's never a loss. It's, all, it's, it's a learning experience or it's a win. Exactly. I love that. Did you take any um, courses or invest in any coaches or anything before Ooh. you launched? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I took a course in natural skincare. Um, it's the school of natural skincare. That's like literally the course I took okay. because I wanted to make sure that I was, I wasn't just, I don't know. I guess I'm, I like to do things very like by the book, but then mm-hmm. also like make sure that I'm really bringing people quality and it, it makes sense that it's not something that just came out of thin air. Yeah. Um, so I definitely took that and that was really what helped me to like make some changes to the formulas when I first made them versus what they are. And then now working with a chemist, an esthetician, and a dermatologist. Do you get what I'm trying to say? It's very different where it's like, okay, like there's my input of what I, like my knack, but then there's science. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, I love, I love that you said that because I haven't heard anyone say that before. I've talked to other skincare people, but it is a difference between, I guess, if you're in that industry versus being like an enthusiast and like, this is just what I'm making. Mm-hmm. But having like the science behind it to know like what ingredients are actually good, harmful, what can be better. I like that. How did you yeah. determine like what products you wanted to launch with? Did you just launch with um, the body butter or did you have like a certain other products that you launched with? So I just, so I launched with two products, right? But the first one was the body butter. And that was the one that I was making. And that was kind of just, you know, being sold at like based off of what I made for my ex mm-hmm. and the scrub was when I was doing the pop-up shops the, the women asked me right hey why don't you make a scrub to like a company this and I kept hearing it and then I introduced it and to date that's probably our best um selling product is the scrub so I just try to listen to what customers are asking for and what they want my sisters were the ones who really kind of like you know people want this and selling that as opposed to just kind of throwing stuff at, you know, yeah. not throwing stuff at a, like a board and just hoping it sticks. When customers are like, no, we don't want that. We didn't ask you for that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> How did you, or why did you make the decision for it to be a hundred percent natural products? Um, because I was just done with the toxic stuff. <laughs> and to me, it just had to do with like, just in general, I felt like I was shedding um, and so many different, you know, spiritually, intellectually, um, relationships wise. And I'm like, all this stuff has to go. And the more I did research in like working, um, doing the school of natural skincare, the more you understand that a lot of those toxins were incredibly harmful, specifically the women of color, um, people having issues, getting pregnant, endocrine blockers. I read something that if a woman, from I think from the 1980s, 1970s, ate the same and did the same things that we do today, we would still be 20 pounds heavier because there's just, it's everywhere. Wow. You know what I mean? So it's not even that we're we're not healthy. It's just everywhere. Mm-hmm. And someone just sent me an article too. It wasn't skincare, but it was like hair related. I think she it was something to do with 
like the polyester linings or something like that and the chemicals that are even in those things that we wear on our hair to our skin and I'm like uh can't we just live yeah yeah yeah. you know Mm -hmm. so it was and to me I I felt like it was what I was seeing in skincare was what happened with natural foods like I felt like that was it was that's where it was going you know what I'm saying we were just becoming more conscious Mm-mm-mm. that's so sick and like the stuff that's in skincare too causing cancer and all types of stuff and it's fda regulated i guess like they feel like they just have a little tiny bit of it in there it's okay but over time that could do a lot of damage incredibly like it's just it you know the powders you know the talc and and it just all that stuff is just really our skin is our largest organ. I don't think people realize that, especially our body, right? Like we put, this is maybe 8% of our skin. Right. You know what I'm saying? But our body care is something that people, we were putting Vaseline on straight petroleum jelly, like petrol meaning oil, (laughs) like on our elbows. Like that was it, you Uh know? And so, so not good for us. Right. Yeah, definitely. So I absolutely, I took a look at your website. I love the names of your products. Like it's so, <laughs> it's so cheeky. It's so cute. Can you tell us a little bit about the, the bestie duo and the, the self-care planner that you have? Yeah. Tell, so, us the names. Oh, tell them the name. So the body butter, um, it has mango butter as well as shea butter. So, um, because it was, you know, inspired by the breakup, the name of that body butter is let that mango. And, and then the, um, the body scrub is no scrubs by exfoliator. So, you know, just having a little fun with uh, a situation that I didn't realize was a blessing in disguise. And uh, the self-care planner was really just to help people um, start a routine. Because a lot of people are like, what does self-care even mean? So first of all, that's how the beginning of the planner starts. Self-love versus self-care versus self-esteem versus self-confidence. All those definitions, right? And then it helps you with creating that routine and what's going to work for you, not what's going to work for you one day, not for what's going to work for Afia, but really, because people are like, how do I start a self-care routine? And it's literally a year planner. You can start whenever you write the dates in. Um, At the end of the book, we have a section that's like how to say no, because that's something that, you know, um, society doesn't really encourage women to do so there's actually examples in showing you how to say no and how to have boundaries there's examples of self-care it's a really good um like I made this with my blood sweat and tears I'm involved in all of this process yeah you know what I'm saying like it's my hand is in it because it's, it was important to me for for women to receive this and so that was and I just love it it's beautiful the colors um high quality book and then with the bestie bundle the, the bestie combo especially during the winter skin will be moisturized and you'll laugh at the same time <laughs> yeah I was definitely laughing when I saw the, the names and I was like that is so hilarious I absolutely love it and I love the idea of the self-care planner because people don't plan for self-care and like you said a lot of people don't know what self-care is so I like the idea of having something that you could kind of go to and like yeah map that out for yourself and prioritize that in your life because women we don't do that mm-hmm. at all no, we're like, oh, you got to take care of everybody else. And you're the last one. And it's like, yeah, but you can't really pour from an empty cup. Yeah. And it's okay to take care of yourself. That's not selfish. Mm-hmm. So how do you want women to feel when they use Ornami skincare? 
Um, it's so funny because like when I was having like a bad day when, you know, because business sometimes up and down and you just trying to, you know, roll with it. And somebody was like, why don't you go look at the reviews? And, right. and that really just like brightened up my day and seeing and the things, the way they felt it. Like, I just felt so calm. I felt like luxurious. You know what I'm saying? This product just made me feel so good. And really, I just wanted to be just an intentional moment of just peace, right? Like, okay, this is my time. Um, Cause when we're putting things on our body, coming out the shower, et cetera, you don't even realize that that's usually done in the beginning of the day, but you can really make it an intentional experience. And right now, body care is not doing that. It's more like you have to do it here, you yeah. know? And that's, and it's one of those things too, that um, I feel like if we're so much in a rush, we're not even really being intentional about, you know, taking the time to like really rub in the product. We're just like hey. you know, out the door just trying to, so I like that. Um, how do you support your community? Like, how does your brand, cause I know community is like a really big thing for you Yeah. for your brand. So how does your community support women on like their journey for yeah. like self-love, self-care? You know, we really try to make like the products like interactive and try to find ways to support them with different resources. So like, for example, one of the, um, let me actually, I think, hold on one sec. I'm well, one of like, <clears throat> we have like during the end of last year, we had like a let that blank go in which people are writing down like what they're getting rid of. Mm-hmm. And so those type of things, like, so for instance, so then it's, this was like what we put inside their, yeah. um, in their packages. So like, let that fear go, let that doubt go, stress, et cetera. And then like just affirmations as well. So it's stuff, and then they could take a picture and share it on Insta, you know, things of that nature. So it's very much like when you're looking up at your bottle and it's like, let that blank go. It's all the things that you're getting rid of. Mm -hmm. And the blog posts that we do are really just like, it's very, it's a labor of love. You know, it's, I'm not um, interested in superficial, like self-care means buying something or lighting this candle. It's like, how do we go a little bit deeper, right? And um, people's self-care journeys are different. They can be starting at that level and that's okay. But we just want them to explore different ways to like going inward. And that's what the blogs are. That's what the the emails are that have the affirmations or just giving people tips. And really, we just want people to feel good about themselves, right? And just give themselves grace. Yeah, I love that. What's what's some of like the proudest moments you've had so far? Other than like reading the reviews and everything, like what's something that's happened that you're like did that I made a difference oh I mean well one of them was when Beyonce gave us that grant that um (laughs) so I mean you listen I had like because like I'm not you know (laughs) she part of the beehive so when she gave us that grant um you know and that was the first year right I think we were that was and I was like wow right you know it's funny because I had just received some other news about something not going my way. And then they were like, yeah, you got this grant. And that was incredibly, because you're just getting something from Beyonce, right? Um, And it just reminded me of A, the power of what I'm trying to do, right? So that you can create other opportunities for other people because she has those resources, she could then pour it into other businesses so that we can get, and then, do you know what I mean? So for me, that was, I was proud. I couldn't believe it. (laughs) Um, and then I had another moment where there was a situation with one of the boxes that we had and 
um, this woman had sent it to her daughter and it arrived broken. And she was like really upset. And I said, okay, let me just figure it out. And um, I called her, got in touch with her, talked to her. And I think she was just happy to have somebody just listen. Mm -hmm. And she just wrote me back this, you know, long letter, just talking about how it had been a rough time, but that how I made her feel and, you know, and her daughter, her daughter was so happy to receive it. Um, Those are the moments that I live for. You know what I'm saying? So it sounds like really personable is it feels good to have like a real person call you and not like that automated machine that you're trying to get to you know the right option it sounds very like personal touch personable I love customer service great customer service yeah I mean we're just really trying to be that BFF like you know like um I forget her name Dion from Clueless like how she was at BFF like come on girl get your life like but she was encouraging that's what we think is missing from the skincare space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What were you able to do with the grant money that you received? Um, we were able to get some more raw materials. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know what I'm saying? So that helped us. We were able to get, um, we expanded our line to include the, um, the Glow Getter, which is like the body bronzer. Yeah. So we were able to do that and get some packaging for that. Um, we were able to get on Amazon. So it was, yeah, we were able to do, to do a lot, really. It was, it was quite beautiful. Yeah. What was that process for um, getting on Amazon? Did they take like a lot of like cut? <laughs> Amazon. Um, so it's funny. Cause I had a few people that like, can you just teach a class on it? Right. And I'm like, maybe uh-huh. because, because there's a process it is. Um, and they do take a cut. However, you are now in front of a lot more people. So it, it, it's, you have to first get approved, then you have to have a, 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 a skew and you have to um, prove that you're, you can use your brand, right? Um, on the site, then you have to um, send your items. And then there's like, you know what I'm saying? So there's so many fees. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts, right? And you have to, and it changes all the time. You can't just launch an Amazon store and just think, okay, it's going to do its thing. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so you have to have like a strategy whenever you do these things of like what you're trying to achieve, why you're putting that product and you know, how you can get the most visibility. Yeah, definitely. Um, are there any challenges that you still um, deal with in your business that maybe are different from when you first started? Cause I know there's levels to the madness. <laughs> um there's always right I think I'm trying to think of like what the main right I'm I'm an operational like and I think that's just from my corporate background I'm like oh no this is needs to be organized you know so the more like you do the more layers you know um I wouldn't say it's something that I struggle with it's just something because I, I would say that's probably one of the the um the things that I enjoy doing is bringing order operations but it's something you have to watch. Um, the other thing I would say you need to watch is the uh, like the legal stuff. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like renewing, if your state has you renew, um, filing the annual, those type of things, right? You need to have those all in place, like reminders, because it's like, it's every state is different. Federally is different. So you, you have to have something in place for that. Yeah, definitely. So overall, like how has your entrepreneurial journey been with Onami Skincare? 
it's been a wild ride. (laughs) (laughs) It's been, it's been, it's funny because initially, you know, um, when this, the idea came and everything, I remember having some ideas about stuff and now seeing it being come into play with like other brands, you know, like big, big, big brands. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I just, I don't also think I never saw myself coming to where we're coming now. Like the stuff that we have, like, you know, it's still under wraps at the moment. It's definitely going to be a game changer as far as like the body care space. Like I cannot wait because it's just like, we deserve it. Um, But I would just say it's just been, it's literally unpredictable. And I think as long as you keep going and finding different ways to, do you know what I'm saying? Be resourceful to like overcome a challenge. Cause that's it. That's like, I would say that's more of the, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's been great though. I've met a lot of great people, learned a lot. It's probably one of the best things you can do to ever learn. Mm-hmm. It's an ongoing journey, girl. Mm-hmm. Never mm-hmm. stops. <laughs> You're like, oh, you slayed that dragon. Three more. <laughs> right, and we got the bigger dragon for you to slay. Okay. <laughs> How do you balance doing this and having a nine to five? Um, community. I would say that the community that I have I trust them and I give them authority to kind of veto. I have certain people in my life like that where they have veto power to be like, okay, you need a break. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like me going on that um, all inclusive, that was somebody else that was, that really cared for me. was like, you need a break. So that's really big. And then also um, I do work on the weekends, you know, um, you know, to say that it's something that's balanced all the time would not be true. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're able to do it and sometimes you're not. Yeah. Um, and I just give myself grace at that point. Definitely. Oh my gosh. So what does your self-care look like now that you have all of this going on? Like, what does your self-care look like for you now versus when you were in that relationship? Mm, definitely more inward. It's more like seeking answers from here than like seeking validation externally. Yeah. I'm sure that's work. I'm working on that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And, um, you know, really paying attention to how I feel, like what my, what my gut, my initial responses are, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And just like, oh yeah, why did I, you know, let me tap into that. Let me double click into that a little bit as opposed to you know, not like, oh no, you're just bugging. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And I've been like really monitoring too for myself. Like, how do I feel? Like taking inventory on how I feel once I'm in somebody's presence. And once I leave their presence, like, do I feel energized? Do I feel drained? Do I feel indifferent? Like just taking inventory of like the people I have mm-hmm. around me too, as a part of myself, my self-care. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Cause it, exactly. It's like, it's your self-care. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what it looks like to anybody else, as long as it works for you. Absolutely. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. So what are you working on your legacy to be? Like when this is all said and done and people are talking about your one day and Onami, <laughs> how it impacted the world. Like what, is, like, what do you want your legacy to be? Uh, funny thing about it is I always saw Onami as the engine behind what the real goal is, which is um, a foundation for women. Um, When I was like 
in high school, I went through like a lot of bullying, et cetera. And I just wish that there was a place where I could come and learn like about self-confidence, learn about self-esteem and all of these other things. And I had this vision in my mind when I was like 16 years old. Mm -hmm. And now literally, I feel like that's actually what's going to be built. Like, you know, say um, a house that will be able to um, help women that are at risk and say like boarding, et cetera, teaching them how to like balance, book, um, career skills, et cetera, but then also a place for young women to practice like public speaking, things of that nature. And that's really like, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the the legacy, if you could say that I want is this house, right? This place um, for for uh, developing women and just being a safe haven. Yeah, I like that. I look forward to seeing all of that come true. Like that's amazing. It sounds and it's so it's something that is like so needed. Like I I feel like I grew up kind of like that, but I, as I got older, I realized a lot of people didn't have those kind of resources. Like I kind I kind of grew up with having like girl groups to go to that yeah. were led by older women and just wow, like yeah. or rites of passages. They teach the young girls how to cook, clean, self confidence, how to take care of yourself, like all of those things. So it's definitely something that needs to be a little bit more for the masses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something that's where you have a different, a, a, a dynamic group of women. So mm-hmm. it's not just, you know, one set or a familiar set. It's just different people, right? Yeah, I love that. Yes. So what else is next? What else do you have going? I know you say you can't share everything, but is there anything else that we should be looking out for? Um, I just, it's, I wish I had, it's, it's going to be so cool. I wish I could share it, Um, but it's going to take, body is very different to body care um we're going to be going through some visual changes I can't share that mm-hmm. um and you're going to just see it's just an elevated experience and like we're I'm excited because I'm like I y'all can't keep doing this in body care like I'm tired of <laughs> like this is going to be like when I say that the whole experience from packaging to you know what I'm saying to what you're to after it's just going to be top notch. Okay. So seriously, like I'll, I will send you a message right when it's out, like, listen, okay. Um, it's a lot of work, but this, I think is we're moving to the next level. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love the focus on body care. Like you said, when people think about skincare, they, they automatically think about just the face, but what about everything else that we're neglecting and these love too. So absolutely love that. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Like I learned so much about you. I'm really excited about Onami skincare and the future and your foundation, everything. So excited. Before you go, I have to ask you the rapid fire questions. Let's do it. (laughs) So whatever comes to your mind first, it's really simple. Just, you know, spit it out. Okay. All right. So first one is what are the top three keys to your success so far? Um, Tenacity creativity and discernment how do you measure your success oh probably um I measure it on customers impacted and employees like their growth yeah like that um what's the best advice that you've ever received uh that you're never an imposter if you're being yourself Mm, I like that what advice would you give to another woman, I guess, that wants to turn their pain into profit? Just do it. Get started immediately. 
Mm-hmm. Like and as soon as you have it, you're just because then put it out there so that people could tell you what they like and then make changes and just do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what's a resource that has helped you in your business that you can share with the friends and beauty community? Like Hello Alice. Hello, Alice. I really enjoy. That's where I sign, I um apply for the Beyonce grant. They have all kinds of grants there. Ooh, yes. Hello, Alice. I'm gonna check that out myself. Oh yes, yes. Hello, Alice. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And, and, um, and beauty and beauty independent as well. But I like Hello, Alice was very good for like monetary. Ooh, okay. She giving us the the yes the good stuff. I love it. Um, the last one is I just want you to fill in the blank and say, my name is blank, and the key to longevity and success is whatever you think it is. Okay. Um, my name is Yawande, and the key to longevity and success is God and community. Ah, I love it. Before you go, share all of your social media information, where you want people to find you, or find your brand, where we can shop and everything. Definitely. So um, our website is www.ornamiskincare.com. Ornami is spelled O-R-N-A-M-I. And our social media handle across all of them, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, Facebook, is at Ornami Skincare. And you can follow me as well. I'm trying to get more on social. Uh, My handle is I am Yawande underscore. So I-A-M-Y-E-W-A-N-D-E underscore on Twitter and Insta. Yay, thank you, Yawande. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Friends in Beauty podcast. Don't forget, sharing is caring. Share this episode with at least one friend in beauty and subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts so that other Friends in Beauty can find this show. Plus, we'd love to hear your feedback. Connect with us on all social media platforms at Friends in Beauty hashtag friends and beauty to join the conversation and join our friends and beauty facebook community to stay connected talk to you soon